Welcome, everybody, to uh, podcast number two of the season. I am sitting here with Bill Ford at uh, Sporting Life. Um, I'm Jacques Reed. Happy to be joined by Bill here in the back shop of uh, Sporting Life. Welcome. Hello, all. Welcome to this uh, podcast, Bill. Thank you. Thanks. It's good to be here. Um, so, yeah, we're doing something different. Uh, we're coming from the shop. We're not coming from the offices at Alpanatero, so I think this is kind of cool. Um, we're in Bill's world here in, uh, in Sporting Life Collingwood store. Um, and um, yeah, we want to get a little insight as to what, uh, what Bill's life is here uh, in, in the back shop in Collingwood. Um, obviously, Bill is uh, one of the reputable um, ski tuners in the area, if not, if not the country. So uh, yeah, Bill, maybe I just thought I'd take the opportunity just to ask you um, what it's been like the last uh, couple months, obviously getting ready for ski season and maybe give us a bit of a background on uh, how you ended up in this role. Sure, Jacques. Uh, our, our normal uh, kind of busy time for uh, race uh, type stuff is uh, usually, let's call it uh, late June until yeah. uh, uh, right around mid-December, I think everybody gets all their new stuff, gets it prepared, goes to an early camp, comes back from the early camp and gets their stuff prepared uh, for the upcoming uh, races uh, in winter. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, it's been kind of going full blast here until uh, just on the wind down now from uh, the uh, everybody coming back from camp and prepping their gear for winter. Um, my background is uh, I've been doing this uh, ski work since 1975-76. I was a rental rat at uh, Ernie McCullough Ski Shop at Blue Mountain uh, for a year. And then uh, I went to uh, Squire John's the following year uh, when I, uh, in my last year of high school. And I worked there for four years in the winters and uh, taught sailing and windsurfing and stuff in the summers. And then uh, went to Toronto to uh, sign in the skier for five years. And then uh, uh, started at Sporting Life around September of 89 and have more or less been here since then. So that's my uh, thing. That's, uh, that's great. That's, uh, that's a long time. So um, 42 years. There you go. So yeah. lots of skis have passed through lots your, skis, your yeah. hands. and through the machines. Can you tell us a little bit about uh, some of your machinery here yeah, so in the uh, shop? We have uh, uh, winter stagger equipment. Um, the, uh, we have a winter stagger Mercury, which is uh, a fully automated, or if you want to call it a robotic uh, ski that does, uh, ski tuning machine, sorry, that does uh, the full, whatever you need done on the skis, except for you skiing on them. Uh, it does the side edge, does the base edge, um, stone grinds the base, puts a structure in the base, uh, and all that. And then we also have, uh, I think one of three in Canada, uh, a Wintersteiger Race NC, which is uh, essentially a CNC machine for putting base grinds on skis. Um, as I mentioned, there's, I think, three in Canada. I think the national team has one, and Sporting Life owns two. And what it does is it just does a, a base structure to a finer degree, um, the patterns are pretty much unlimited, uh, so any discipline of skiing, Nordic ski jumping, 
uh, Alpine, uh, I can put a grind on uh, finder skis. That is, uh, again, sky's the limit. Conditions, humidity, snow type, it'll do it all. Cool. Um, you've also been around the country a little bit and helping other Sporting Life stores and installing yep. some of their machinery as well. Yep, we've had uh, two, uh, two stores in Calgary in the last year. I spent uh, oh gosh, a minute there. almost a month, I guess, when you add up all the days yeah. uh, in Calgary uh, at the new Market Mall store and then a week at South, at the uh, South Centre store, which we opened last year. Um, just uh, setting up machines and uh, staff training and stuff uh, for the guys in the shop and, and uh, all that. Yeah. So a question I have for you, Bill, is, uh, you know, I've got a, let's call it a U14 skier out there. Um, and, uh, you know, it, the season is, 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 you know, probably they've had their skis done maybe uh, at the beginning of the season. How often would you recommend them to come into your shop and have, let's say, the base ground or edges uh, reset or, or, or what? Do you have a recommendation there? Uh, it, yeah, it can, it can be, that, that can obviously vary just to, yeah. uh, whether you've gone to an early camp, uh, like I know we work, do a bit of work with uh, uh, the National Ski Academy. Uh, they spend a, uh, a uh, pretty much a school term in Switzerland skiing on a glacier from late August to mid-October. Uh, the glacier is very, uh, you know, can be very dirty, abrasive. Mm -hmm. So generally we'll set the skis up for the better that group uh you know with kind of like a spring grind or whatever something that's a little looser um knowing full well that it's going to get destroyed or right ruined from the from the glacier and then the kids come back and we get them set up with a winter grind uh, so to answer your question directly for those kids that went to early summer camps yeah. probably three times the initial preparation uh, right around now to get ready for winter, yes. and then uh, maybe uh, late February uh, when all your spring races start. Uh, depending on how the weather looks, uh, you may want to change the grind and, and all that stuff. So two to three times a year, or depending on what you hit. Yes. So yeah, yeah. Very good. Um, obviously, ski tuning is something that uh, for some parents it's it's a bit of a great unknown. Mm -hmm. um, for for skiers, um, you know, kids start to learn it a little as as they grow. Programs can help them out a little bit. But uh, are there any you know simple things for parents and athletes to do to help them keep their skis in you know relatively good condition uh, throughout the season? Do you have any? Sure. Any tips for them? I guess I guess the first thing that I would say. Uh, especially to the parents, but to anybody listening, yeah. um, would be to uh, educate yourself. It's easy to say, but it's, I think that's really important. Educate yourself as to what you actually need. So you can go into your ski shop uh, and ask for what you need. Don't You may not want to leave it up to the shop because depending on how busy they are, you know, they, they may... Uh, I shouldn't say stuff like that. But anyways, they may uh, yeah, yeah. try and speed it up and get it, it right. done a little quicker than it should be. Uh, especially with new skis, it takes a long time. Uh, so number one would be know what you actually need to have done to your new skis. Mm -hmm. And then uh, at this time of year, uh, you know, again, know what you need done to the skis that have already been used, what kind of grind, 
Yeah. Um, so essentially, it's, it's sorry to interrupt, but it's it's coming in and talking to guys like yourself and asking questions and yep. and uh, getting as much uh, information as possible. Right? Correct. And yeah. then uh, there's lots of good stuff online from uh, various uh, wax and uh, ski tune equipment manufacturers like Holman Cole Swicks right. and Toko all have great websites with. Uh, um, Tutorials on there if you want to, yeah. you know, from A to Z, basically, that they, they can go over it with you. It's pretty good. Um, so that would be, again, something to look into that. Know what you want, watch what you need, and yeah. go from there. Okay. Um, what, uh, what, what are some of the tools uh, that you use? Obviously, you, you put the skis through the machine, uh, but that's not it. No. Right, there's a lot more to be done after the skis have come through the, the machine, correct? Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, the skis are uh, are done, are finished by hand. So the machine does, let's call it 90% of the edge, let's say, but it leaves some parts unfinished. Yeah. Uh, you finish them by hand, uh, clean them off. Obviously, it's going to be some solution from the machine on the skis. Uh, you know, just verify that. You know, the angles that you put on the base edge and the ski, uh, the side edge mm -hmm. are correct uh, from tip to tail. And then uh, brush the ski out, wax it, and either ship it with wax on or uh, have it scraped and ready for skiing the next uh, time the skier wants to use it. Cool. And, um, you know, having been around your shop a little bit, I know you're very particular about your tools. Ah, yes. um, so maybe... Uh, can you tell us a little bit about what, what you use and what you work with as far as... Uh, sure, like I guess if, if you want to uh, to do that, you start a toolkit type thing. Yeah. Uh, basically for around here in the Collingwood area, you know, I always think like, uh, for sure a good workspace, mm -hmm. uh, a nice sturdy bench, either a, a portable table or uh, one built into your uh, workspace. Uh, if you're going to start the list from... Uh, what you need, good set of vices mm -hmm. uh, to hold the skis securely. Mm -hmm. uh, after that, uh, you know, invest in your brushes. So the first brush you should get is a, is a brass brush, copper brush, bronze brush, whatever they call it. Uh, it will do a great job of cleaning the ski uh, after skiing, and it will also uh, do a great job of structuring most waxes uh, in the average temperature range. So here I'm calling it. I think the average temp in winter is about minus six, and that's red wax and a brass brush will do that, no problem. Then after that, scrapers, uh, side edge guides. So you you know you, you buy an edge guide. Mm -hmm. uh, the edge guide that you need depends on on the angles that your skis are going to be skied at. So you know two, three, four degrees uh, for a side edge tool, and then the uh, most important one I think is the base edge tool. Um, and again, they come in varying degrees uh, from half a degree to 0.7 to one to right up to two, depending on the discipline. So uh, degrees of base level. And that often throughout the season, that'll, if you don't pay attention to it, it'll it'll change, correct? Yeah, as the skis uh, get used and, uh, and uh, maintained, mm -hmm. um, they generally will, uh, and, and snow is abrasive, you know, it wears metal, it wears plastic, you know, it's yeah. just like sandpaper. So eventually if you go without maintaining your skis long enough, you're going to have, uh, uh, especially the base edge, is going to not be 
where it was when you started. It's going to be more. And that can also be a product of uh, maybe uh, sort of a little warning here, but being a little over aggressive with the base edge. So, you know, you don't have to sharpen it every time you sharpen your skis. Uh, if I can say anything, that's the one you want to stay away from other than just polishing it next with a stone. Gotcha. Uh, go from there. Um, all of this talk has been pretty technical. Yeah. Um, maybe I'll, I'll throw, uh, throw it the other way a little bit and say, what does, uh, what does Bill do when he's not in the shop? What, what do you like to do to, you know, to... Winter sports? Oh, winter, winter summer? Well, winter. you know, in the winter I like to ski. I ski, uh, Alpine, Telemark, snowboard, mm -hmm. love snowshoeing. Having a beer the odd time, yeah. that's a sport. Uh, and then in the summers, uh, um, I like to do the, uh, we have a couple of outrigger canoes, so we paddle outrigger canoes, uh, SUP, and mountain biking, cycling, whatever the day brings. It's pretty active. Uh, pretty active. Yeah. Oh. Yes. That's great. I mean, uh, when you spend a lot of time in the shop, you probably want to go out and uh, burn off some, uh, some steam. Yes. As long as it's not raining or yes, um, winds. I've seen you out there telemarking on some pretty uh, interesting gear. No oh, man, telemarking with fatter skis and kind of yes. uh, funky boots. Uh, yeah. So that always keeps you keeps you active, I think. Yeah, it's a. Uh, I have the uh, what they call an NTN system, which is uh, not really a step-in telemark system, but it's a releasable. Right. Uh, binding, uh, it's just easier to ski on here in the east, especially with the hard snow and stuff. Uh, nice. I don't think it would be as important in the soft snow, but I like it. It's nice yeah. and supportive. And the odd bushwhack in your cross-country skis as well? And I do like to do the old bushwhack on the cross-country skis or snowshoes. Depends yes. on the day. That's awesome. That's, uh, that's, uh, it's great. It's great to see you out there. It's, uh, Having been at ski races and other events where, you know, I've seen you out there watching the athletes, uh, getting that connection between yourself and the athletes. Uh, yeah, you know, maybe you can talk a little bit about that. Like, what, I'm sure you've built a rapport over the years with some of the some of the kids that have come through the, the shop here. Oh, what's yeah. that? What's that like? Well, it's 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 really fun for me actually because. Uh, I don't get out on the hill that much when the races are on because they're usually on when I'm working. But uh, it is fun to get out there and watch them uh, um, go down. And you know, you talk to the parents, you talk to the kids, and you know, it's kind of uh, 